when you change the question from can I to how can I, you get different answers. And that's when I started to find ways that I could. And maybe I, if I wake up one hour earlier every day, guess what? That's nine 40-hour work weeks. That's equivalent to nine 40-hour work weeks. Think about that. That's a lot of time that you get if you just wake up one hour a day early, extra every day. And, and you start going, okay, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I can do this, right? You start finding leverage points, all right? So that's number two, asking the question, how can I instead of can I? I've had hundreds of amazing guests on this show, Olympic gold medalists, astronauts, New York Times bestselling authors, Navy SEALs, and they've shared everything from success hacks to action items that you can do to get results immediately. If you're like me, you love this kind of stuff, and if you're like me, you're busy and you just want to get the cliff notes, well, you can get exactly that in the action plans from your favorite guests like Spartan Race founder Joe DeSena or author of Getting Things Done, David Allen, or all-around superhuman Tim Ferriss, gosh, John Gordon, Russell Brunson, Rich Roll, the list goes on. Well, I've put all of this in one place because you're busy and you want to get what you need quickly so you can move on with your day. Here's what I want you to do. Go to jimharshawjr.com slash action to get instant access to everything. That's jimharshawjr.com slash action. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr. Today, bringing you a solo episode. We're going to talk about 17 rules for starting a successful side hustle for, and this is like a, a cheat sheet for creating your dream business. And yes, failure is going to be a part of it. Success through failure ain't just the name of a podcast, as I like to tell my kids. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see behind me. And if you're not, you can imagine. But we've got about six inches of snow out here in Charlottesville, which is fun. Fun for me to sit here and look at. But my my poor wife Allie with the four kids, like snow days are uh, are driver a little bonkers because. You know, you're trying to find two gloves that match. Kids go outside and get all their gear on. Then they want to come back inside like five minutes later because they got to go to the bathroom or they're hungry. And then uh, there's snow all over the floor and and all of that madness. But uh, I guess that's part of it. So anyway, a fun day for the kids. They got some sled riding in and uh, maybe uh, maybe I'll get some of that in tomorrow. But uh, before we get started, just a quick reminder, you can always tell your smart speaker to play Success Through Failure podcast. You can listen to this. We're on Amazon Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, we're we're everywhere. So uh, you know you can you can listen to us anytime on your smart speaker as well as wherever you're listening right now. Maybe it is on your smart speaker. This topic is something that's near and dear to my heart. It's something that I lived and I did, and I studied other people who did the same thing, creating a side hustle, creating a, a business that they love. And I'm going to go through 17 rules, the, the 17 things you have to think about. There's going to be some specific, concrete tactics that you can do in here. Some will be a little broader strategies, but these are 17 things. And of course, you can always get these in the action plan. Go to jimharsherjr.com slash action. There's 17 things. All of these things will be listed there. If you don't get through all of them or if you hear a bunch of them and you like them, but you don't have a chance to write them down, use the action plan as your guide. Use the action plan as your cheat sheet. All right. So I don't want to dilly dally too much here. Let's just get right in. Number one, you got to start with identifying what you want your day and your life to look like. And it's one of the first exercises that we do with my clients is we, we write out the miracle day, your ideal day. Like, what do you want? If you wake up in the morning and like a miracle happened and you have your perfect life, 
Like, what does that even look like? I, beyond what you even imagine, whatever the next life might be with maybe this business that you're thinking about, like, just paint the miracle, the miracle day. I mean, beyond your wildest dreams. Think about what you're doing in that miracle day. And it's not going to be sipping Mai Tais on the beach. I mean, you've got to be, you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not the kind of person who wants to just be sitting there with your feet up every day, having a drink on the beach. Yeah, we want to do that on vacation, but we want to be productive members of society and, and to create and to make an impact. And so what does that look like for you? What does your miracle day look like for you? When you, when you craft that out, does that align with this business idea that you have? And maybe you don't have the business idea, or maybe you have 10 of them, and you're thinking, you know, which one of these do I want to do? Well, which one most aligns with that miracle day? Which one will allow you to live out that miracle day? All right. So that's number one. Like literally sit down and write this out. It, you know, if you hire me to work with you, that's one of the first things that we'll do is write out the miracle day. And and so I recommend actually starting with that is the very first thing that you do as well. It doesn't have to be some long drawn out process. Just do some journaling on it and use that as your guide. So that's number one. All right. Number two, one of the first things you're going to run into when you start thinking about your miracle day and in this business that you may want to start is obstacles. You're going to run into obstacles, you know, and you're going to start thinking of things like, well, I can't do that because I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the network. I don't have the education. I don't have the experience. I don't have whatever it is. You don't have it. So what I want you to do is to change your thinking around this. And and instead of asking, can I do this? Or automatically saying, I can't do this because I I don't have the time or the whatever. Change the question from, can I do this, to how can I do this? When you change that, when you change it from, from can I to how can I, there's an assumption that this is possible. And when you change that, you start getting different answers. Can I? Well, no, of course not, because I'm busy. Like for me, when I, you know, when I was working full time, could I do this? Of course not. I can't do this. I mean, I can't. I start a, a business on the side when I have a job that, you know, I work 60 plus hours a week. I, I travel. I work even when I'm not traveling. I'm working Saturdays. I'm working Sundays sometimes. I'm working in the evenings, late into the evening. I've got four kids. Like, of course, I can't start a side hustle. Well, when you change the question from can I to how can I, you get different answers. And that's when I started to find ways that I could. And oh, maybe I, if I wake up one hour earlier every day, guess what? That's nine 40-hour work weeks. That's equivalent to nine 40-hour work weeks. Think about that. That's a lot of time that you get if you just wake up one hour a day early, extra every day. And, and you start going, okay, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I can do this, right? You start finding leverage points, all right? So that's number two, asking the question, how can I instead of can I? Number three is very similar to number two, and it's it's this. Um, if you look back at my interview with Tim Ferriss, episodes 246 and 247, he said, I don't ask the question, how can I increase my business or grow my podcast by 10%? He says, I ask the question, how can I 10x my podcast? How can I 10x my audience. And when you ask those two questions, they're they're totally different lines of thinking. 
And he gives credit to this line of thinking to Peter Diamandis and, and Peter Thiel. And you know Grant Cardone has a book, 10X. I don't even remember the title of the book, but it's a great book by Grant Cardone about 10X thinking. And I, I did some searching for just some thinking around this because I actually hosted a 10X Your Goals session. And during my research for that, uh, by the way, if you want to get access to that, you can go to jimharshojr.com slash 10X. And Peter Diamandis said this, and this is straight from his blog. So I'm going to read you three quick bullet points from his blog. And this is around 10X thinking. He said, number one is when you try to do 10% better, you're putting yourself in direct competition with everyone else in your industry. And it's a competition that you're likely to lose. Number two, when you shoot for 10X improvement, 10X as opposed to 10%, you try to do and you try to do something radically hard you approach the problem that you're solving in a completely different way all right so this is that was his quote this is me talking now like you complete you approach this from a completely different perspective yes you're going to come out with with action items they're going to be totally different action items than if you're trying to increase by 10% now the 10x things now some of those they're not going to be doable right when you approach it from that angle and you start coming up with ideas sure some of them are not going to be doable but there's a grain of truth in all of those action items you come up with And you have to allow yourself to expand your thinking to get value out of that. All right. So number three from Peter Diamandis, he said, when you attack a problem, any problem as though it were solvable, even if you don't know how to solve it, you'll be shocked at what you come up with. It goes back to number two, asking the question, how can I, instead of can I, right? When you approach a problem as though, yes, it is solvable. I could 10 X my results, right? If I had that one hour a day because I'm waking up one hour earlier, how can I get 10 times more done? Well, maybe I could hire a virtual assistant. You know, you start thinking of different ways to get more done. All right. So that's number three, asking 10X questions. And again, if you want to get access to the 10X session that I hosted I did this initially with a bunch of clients, inner circle clients, and they loved it so much that I ran a, you may have seen it on social media and the emails that I send out, but I promoted this. This was a a 10X session. It was only limited to 25 people. And actually some of my clients who did the 10X session with me, they signed up again because they loved it so much. So I I recommend checking that out, jimharshojr.com slash 10X. I guarantee you'll, you'll break some limiting beliefs with that one. Number four. Have you ever heard this this quote, uh, keep the main thing, the, uh, the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. <laughs> the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. Like know what's paying your bills. Right now, if you have a job and you're trying to build this side hustle, like know what's buttering your bread. Like know what's taking care of you and your family right now. Sometimes you're going to have to back off on the business and stay focused on your on your day job. Right, there are going to be times where you're just going to have to put the business aside and really stay focused. Maybe, maybe there's a busy time of year for you in your in your real in your job in your day job. When you have to stay focused on that, I mean, understand what's really going to help you get to that next level, help you build that side hustle. So the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. All right, number four. My life has completely changed whenever I quit my job, my full-time six-figure job, you know, great job. You know, I was flying on private jets. You know, we were, I was traveling on on charter planes with the basketball and football team. We were, you know, I went to the NCAA 
championship and was was part of the whole championship celebration when the you, you know UVA won the national basketball championship a couple of years ago. You know, I'm on the field when Virginia's playing Notre Dame. I'm on the football field. Like such a fun job. I got to go to the NCAA wrestling championships, which is like, you know, my favorite sporting event of the year. And it was my job to do that and hang out with people that I already like to hang out with anyway. It was the best job. I mean, if it was if I was to pick any job, that's the job that I would want. And and I loved it. It was in a lot of ways my dream job. And a lot of people thought it was crazy for leaving that job. But this goes back to my miracle day. Like what was included in my miracle day? Well, this was like talking to you right now, serving my clients who, you know, I had two coaching calls this morning. I have a, a, a group mastermind call this afternoon. I love doing that. This is part of my miracle day. This is who I am. This is what I love. This may or may not be for you, but you have your own version of your miracle day. You know, my life has been transformed. So you also have to understand that when you get there, like I am here, you know, life isn't perfect. Our kids still fight. I still get in disagreements with my wife. Uh, our cars still break down. You know, there's things that, that go wrong in life. It's not perfect. So you have to understand that going into it as well. Um, but I, I do have to say when you can craft that miracle day and you can move towards living it out and, and live it out like I am, it is it is a complete transformation of your life. And it is something that drives you. If waking up an hour early sounds like it sucks and something you can't do, I'm not a morning person. I never woke up at 5 or 5.30 on a regular basis until I crafted that miracle day, identified this business that I wanted to create. And that drug, that was my why. I'm not a morning person. It's just, it's not how I'm wired. I actually did a DNA test way back, one of those episodes back in the hundreds, I think early hundred 100s. And they did a DNA test and they kind of read all these results and they tell you sort of what your optimal time is for waking up. And I'm not a morning person by the DNA test. However they, however they do that, they said, I'm not a morning person, but guess what? I wake up at five, five thirty every day now. That's just who I am and what I do because that's how I'm wired and that's how I'm driven, uh, DNA or not. All right. So that's number five. Number six, I interviewed Bill Burnett, episode 124, and actually last week as well, episode 288 was the second time I had him on. And he wrote, co-wrote a book called Designing Your Life and then another one called Designing Your Work Life. And I highly recommend listen, you know, buying his books and listening. You, know, you can start with listening to the episodes. Again, one episode back, 288. And he talks about how to identify the life that you want in the work life that you want. And he says, he talks a lot about prototyping, right? And this is from the, the design mindset, design philosophy. Like you don't go out and create a whole product and launch it to the market and go, oh man, that, that didn't work or I hope this works. You prototype, you start small and you iterate. And how do you do that in life? Well, there are other people out there doing already what you want to do. Go talk to them. Go find out who they are and, and go talk to them. Go have coffee with them. Have a phone call, set up a Zoom call with them. Shadow them, right? Read their books. Learn about them. Learn about that lifestyle. Prototype, small things that you can do. And, and you ide identify this, this business. Maybe it's, you know, for example, coaching like I'm doing. Coach a couple people. Right? Just ask a couple people, hey, can I, can I work with you on, on some coaching? Can I, I'm, I'm looking to build a business around this. I want to work with somebody. I want to just get some experience. I want to see what it feels like. Just start. Start somewhere. Prototype. Start, iterate, and improve 
prototyping is the way to do it. All right, that's number six. Quick interruption. If you like what you're hearing here and you want to learn how you can implement this into your life, just go to jimharshajr.com slash apply to see how you can get a free one-on-one coaching session with me. That's jimharshajr.com slash apply. Now back to the show. Number seven, create belief. Like you have to actually believe that it's possible. Conor McGregor, who is a complete knucklehead and jackass as far as I'm concerned, he envisioned himself getting to the level of, you know, the best in the world. He was on top of the world, UFC world champion. He's not now, but as of recording this anyway, but he envisioned this. He created this life for himself out of belief. He had this deep belief. He would visualize himself when he was driving around in a, a junky car. He'd drive, he'd, in, he'd visualize himself in a drop top Bentley. He actually has videos talking about it. He's always like, I would just be driving around in my, my crappy old car and I would visualize myself driving around LA in my drop top Bentley. He would imagine it happening right now. And he created this. So he created this belief. And I talk about this in episode 259. There's like nine weird tactics for creating self-belief. I recommend you check that out or at least get the action plan from it. Again, jimharshawjr.com slash action. And there's nine different ways where you can create self-belief. You know, go from the, the, and I talk about this in, in multiple episodes now, but the, the, the do have be mindset. Like if I do the thing, then the stuff that I have to do, then I'll have the thing, the, the business or the success or whatever. And then, then I'll be that person. Then I'll, then I'll be the successful entrepreneur or athlete or whatever it is. No, it's the other way around. You have to be that person now. That's what Conor McGregor was doing. He was being the person now. He was visualizing that happening now. That led him to doing the things. Maybe it's the same things, but you're doing them with a different mindset. Then you finally have the thing last. It starts with B. All right, that's number seven. Number eight, you can't do it all. Listen, you can't do it all, especially if you're trying to start this side hustle. What can you say no to? You might have to say no to fantasy football. <laughs> you might have to say no, like I did, to running a marathon and training for a marathon. I wanted for years to train for a marathon, but I knew that I couldn't do it now. I had to say no, or at least not now on the marathon training. Whenever I quit my job, went full-time in the business. Yep. I had more time. I trained for a marathon, you know, and, and I ran my marathon last year. Uh, you might have to say no to buying the new car because maybe you have to save up some money and you're saving up the money so that you'll have a runway whenever it comes time to go in full-time with your business. So you may have to say no to a lot of things, right? Or at least not now. That's number eight. That leads me to number nine. You know, you can't give it all up either. Either you can't say no to everything. You can't say no to exercise. You can't say no to sleep. You've got to sleep. <laughs> you can't say no to everything. You have to figure out what the minimum effective dose is for you. The minimum effective dose. And for me, you know, I I, I scaled back on my fitness and my workouts. I just did. I still had the minimum effective dose. I knew I was not saying no. I was saying not now to the marathon, not now to those bigger things that I wanted to do, the, the Spartan races, et cetera, that I'm doing now. But I said, not now. I figured out the minimum effective dose and it was you know usually one, maybe two, like one hour workouts a week. And then I was doing like several 10 minute workouts, you know, three sets of burpees, three sets of pushups, three sets of abs, three sets of curls, three sets of pull-ups, boom, done, move on with your day. Got my heart rate up. And, and that was my minimum effective dose. I did that for years while I was building the business. Uh, nutrition becomes more important 
whenever you're scaling back on other things, right? If sleep, I talked about sleep, like I slept less. I went from eight hours of sleep to seven hours of sleep. I was sleeping less. And I realized that that's really about what I need. I need about seven hours and 15 minutes of sleep. Some nights I would only get six hours. I'd be like, man, I got work to do. I've got to get it done. And I would get six hours. Sometimes I'd even cut way back into it even further. It's not a healthy habit to do long-term, but when you've got stuff to do and you've got a vision, you can create it. Now I get to live the way I want to live now. It totally changed my life, but identified the minimum effective dose of sleep, minimum effective dose of exercise, and minimum effective dose of money, right? Say no to some things. Maybe maybe you go on a different vacation. Maybe, you know, like I said earlier, you, you, you don't buy that new car. Maybe you don't put that addition on the house just yet because you're saving up the money to create the runway to go full-time in this business that is now you're starting this side hustle. You know, with sleep, you know, you've got to optimize things too. What's the minimum effective dose of sleep? For me, about seven hours and 15 minutes. You got to optimize it though, right? I wear an eye shade, make sure it's dark, find it, you know, eat the right food. So, uh, you know, set your phone so it goes into night mode earlier, you know, instead of the blue light, it shifts it to like a background red light. I know iPhones have that feature and, you know, optimize, find ways to optimize your sleep. And, and optimize, you know, everything in your life. So you can, uh, you know, just, just invest in that minimum effective dose. All right. That's number nine. Number 10, Reed Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn. He said, if you're not embarrassed by your first iteration, you've launched too late. Start before you're ready. Just do one thing that that's not reading another book or watching another YouTube, like do the thing, the one thing. And one thing I, I know a lot of entrepreneurs think about like, okay, I got to start with, I'm going to create my logo. No, that's no, that's not where you start. You don't, you'll get stuck in it. Okay. I got to come up with the name of my business. And they spend like hours, days, weeks, months, like, oh, I don't have a good name yet for the bit. Don't worry about that. Get clients, just start, you know, get the minimum effective dose of your logo, your business name. You can change it. I did. You know, I started this podcast used to be called wrestling with greatness and then it was wrestling with success. And now it's, it's success through failure. And it iterates, you know, my pro my coaching program used to be called discover your path. Now it's called reveal your path. Actually, I changed that because I figured out somebody else had discover your path as a name of their, their program. And I think they're out of business now, but um, anyway, reveal your path is, is the name of my program, but I changed it. And that's, okay. I've changed my website domain in the past. So don't worry about all that stuff. I've updated my website. I've completely revamped my website over the years. Don't get bogged down in that. Start before you're ready. Just start. Do the one thing. You know, Look for a client. Iterate. Improve. You know, Do the one thing you can start with. All right. That's number 10. Number 11, find small tasks that you can do with a minute here or a minute there. Right? Use every nook and cranny of your time. Like get efficient. Stop just wasting time scrolling on social media. If you're going to be on social media, you know, make posts that are meaningful. Maybe it's you're posting like a behind the scenes of your life as you're building this side hustle. Maybe it's like like uh, Russell Brunson, who he's just a masterful entrepreneur. I interviewed him back in episode 550. He talks about your dream 100. Follow your dream 100 on social media. And you know, for me, I put them into a list in so, in, on Twitter and I scroll through and I can see what they're posting. I see the stuff that they're posting. I can interact with my dream 100. Uh, these are people who are already doing what, I'm, what I want to do at the level that I want to do it. Or maybe your dream 100 is people who are already selling to the people you want to sell to, see what they're posting, right? So if you're going to scroll through social media, make it useful, make it 
valuable. Uh, you know, you could, you know, another thing you can do with those little nooks and crannies, you could say, I'm, I'm going to clear out five, five emails in the next two. I got two minutes right now. I'm going to clear out five emails, boom, 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 delete, or just scroll through those ones that have been sitting in your inbox for a while. You use that time effectively. Uh, shoot, you could do, do pushups, drop and drop and do some pushups. You know, back to that minimum effective dose. What can you do in the small nooks and crannies of your time? All right, that's number 11. Number 12, I read a book years ago that was recommended to me. It's called The E-Myth. Every Entrepreneur Needs to Read This Book. It's about creating replicable and profitable systems. I did this early on. I read this before you know, two businesses ago. I had a Riot Sports Marketing, which some of you listeners or you were clients of mine back with Riot Sports Marketing. And even prior to that, I had a window cleaning company. I had 10 employees and three crews on the road. And, and uh, you know, so I, before I started that business, I read a book called The E-Myth. And it's all about these replicable and profitable systems taking you out of the business, making yourself obsolete as much as you can. You don't have to be wearing all of the hats. Certainly in the beginning, you do, and you may be doing all the things. And as soon as you go, okay, I can teach somebody else how to do this. It might take me 15 minutes to do the thing, and it might take me an hour to actually create like a document and a series of videos to teach somebody else how to do it. But that hour, I will get back because I have to do this, this thing five times a week or, or once a week or whatever it is. You create that system. You level up. You hire somebody else to do it. I started with Zenar. Zenar has been working with me for five years plus now. And he was the first person I started outsourcing to. He helped me with my website. And then I started getting him involved in the podcast and social media posting and all kinds of stuff. He's been with me ever since. He knows my business. And I, I started early on with that mindset of creating replicable and profitable systems that somebody else could do so I could work on higher value work. That's number 12, outsource. Uh, and you can use platforms like Upwork. Upwork's a great platform for outsourcing. There's also Awesome Pros. So shout out to Awesome Pros and uh, Pollen, who's listening to this. Kunjan, who I uh, works with me as well. He's you know he I got you know started working with him, found him on Upwork. So there's there are platforms out there that I'm using that you can use as well. Fiverr is another one. All right, moving on to number thirteen. I remember listening to Ramit Sethi. He has a website called, if you believe this, it's called I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Uh, Ramit is is great. He's just a, a, the consummate entrepreneur. But he, I remember hearing him talk about this idea of acting as if, acting as if you're already there, acting as if you are the next level of you and the next level of your business. And, and at that time, I was very, very early in my business and my side hustle. And... I didn't want to pay any money out of my pocket. I wanted to really make this thing grow organically. And this was like pre-revenue or maybe very early, early revenue. And I wanted all the money that I brought in to be able to be used for my family so I could show my wife that the time that I'm investing in this, like it's going to bring fruits for our family. We can, we can, you know, pay off other debt or we can, you know, put that in the vacation fund. But I realized that there was there were certain things I could take that money and, and invest it into. And I, the first thing I did was I used a tool called Calendly and it's just a scheduling tool. And, and if you're one of my clients or if you've ever signed up for my free coaching call, that's the tool that you've used. And it was like 150 bucks a year or something like that. And, and I'm like, you know what? Just pay for the dang thing. 
And and I did, and it made my life so much easier. Save the back and forth. Okay, when do you want to meet? Okay, next week I I'm free from on Wednesday from from noon to one, and then I'm free uh, from from five to seven. How about you? And then no, I'm not free on Wednesday. How about Thursday? Okay, it's like it saved all the back and forth. It saved me so much time, so I could invest my time more wisely. So invest. That's number thirteen. Is invest. Invest in the things that will save you time and money, and give you that time back, so you can invest it into other things, right? This goes back to number seven, creating self-belief. Be the person now. I had to be the entrepreneur now. I had to be the the next level of myself who is spending money and investing in my business so that it could grow. And all right, so that's number 13. Number 14, I remember one morning as I was building this business and as a side hustle and I'm working early in the morning, it was like 5.30 in the morning and I had an episode. I had to get this thing over to Xenar. I had to get some work done. So I had to get it to Xenar so he could do his work on it. And I'm like, man, I'm going to rush. I got to get this thing done before the whole house wakes up and and you know I go off into my, my day job and my life. And wouldn't you know it, here comes my sweet little three-year-old daughter, Isla, down the steps. And... I'm like, ah, oh, she's supposed to be sleeping. Or if she doesn't sleep, usually she climbs in with mom. But nope, she wanted to come in, come down with dad this morning. She comes down the stairs and climbed into my lap. And I'm thinking to myself, all I need to do is go turn on the TV, plunk her down in front of it, and good to go. Back to work for me. And I said, wait a second. That doesn't align with my values. That doesn't align with my priorities. You know what I did? I closed my computer. I went and I sat down and I played a, a game called Zingo with her. She and I played Zingo. If you've ever played Zingo, if you've got young kids, you might know what that is. And we did that for the next 45 minutes. And it was awesome. It was the right thing to do. I had to say no to my business so that I could say yes to my family. I had to keep my priorities straight. And you only know that if you've done the work to identify your values and especially your core values. So along this, along these lines, you've got to keep your priorities straight. You can't go so far out of balance that that you're 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 sacrificing the things that are most important. I'd done that before. <laughs> I did that in my prior business. I learned my lesson, and uh, and this was the right thing to do. So number fourteen, keep your priorities straight. Number fifteen, you know, my earliest customers were not people following me on social media. They were not you know online people people who didn't know me. They were people who knew me. People who already knew, liked, and trusted me. People who, you know, I'd known in a prior life, in a prior career, a prior job, maybe in college, whatever it was, that when I was coaching or something. These are the people who I had already built my personal brand with. They knew me, they liked me, they trusted me, they they knew I was honest and had integrity. Those are the people who hired me first. And I have to be honest. They still come to me quite a bit. I've got a lot of friends and former colleagues, et cetera, who are now clients because they know and like and trust me. That's where your first customers are going to come from. They're in your network. And I, I like to say it's not necessarily your, your closest network, like your family and closest friends. I say it's like that second and third level of your network. That's where the people are going to come from. That's where your first clients and customers are going to likely come from. All right, that's 15. Number 16, tell your boss. Tell your boss what you're working on. If you can, tell your boss. My boss knew. I mean, shoot, I had a public podcast. So everybody, you know, he, and he would listen to it and he knew exactly what I was doing. I would always get permission, you know, from, hey, I'm, I'm going to get paid to speak at this event. Just want to give you a heads up, you know, if that makes sure that's okay. And he was, yep, yeah, that's fine. I appreciate you bringing it up, but 
you know, uh, and keeping me abreast of things, but, uh, but, but that's fine. So, so things were on the up and up, right? I was, I was out in the open about what I was working on. That's number 16. Last but not least, this is so important. Don't wait to be happy. Be happy now. Enjoy the journey. It's not. I remember watching a, a commercial during the Super Bowl. Maybe you saw this, where they showed all these elite athletes, you know, holding up the trophy and kissing the trophy, and you know, it was like Tom Brady and the Williams sisters, Serena and Venus Williams, and and, and others. And it's like, and the, and the commercial talked about maybe that's not the joy. Maybe the joy is in the journey, you know, and and hanging out with the team and and learning and growing and doing hard things. Don't wait to be happy. The joy is now. The journey is now. Life is happening. While you're building your side hustle and and looking to that next level of you, life is happening. Like, Pay attention. Be here now. Be here now. Don't wait to be happy. And I'm going to wrap up with this because that's my 17 things. You can get it in the action plan. Go to jimharsterjr.com slash action. But I'm going to reiterate reiterate number six. You're going to fail along the way. You're going to fail and screw things up. You have to. You have to break things. You're going to, you want to seek ways to fail and then learn from those. Do after action reports. Like Tim Ferriss said, short duration, low cost experiments. And if you're, if you're not running those experiments and testing and trying things and then learning from the failures along the way, you're not going to grow. But you have to try things. You have to move forward. If one small step for you moving forward is, is a coaching call with me, go to jimharsterjr.com slash apply, and you can apply for a coaching call directly with me, not with an assistant, not with somebody else. It's with me. There's limited time on my calendar, but you can get access to it on your own there, jimharsterjr.com slash apply, or jimharsterjr.com slash action to get the action plan from this episode and every other episode that I've ever recorded. I look forward to talking to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you got value out of this episode, I ask if you could do one of two things. Number one, most importantly, share it. Could you share it with one other person or on one social media platform? You can go to jimharshawjr.com slash share. And there's a couple of buttons there. makes it really easy to share it on social media. Or number two, You could leave me a rating and review on iTunes. This helps other people find the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshawjr.com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app. If you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.